0: The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at www.nsa.edu. To the what day is it? <laughs> it's is it Wednesday. Thursday. No, it's we're on Thursday right this minute. Really? Yeah, it's happening. Wow. Well, Well, <laughs> welcome back to what have you, Rachel? We're can't, obviously at the top can't of get our game. The day of the I'm, week. Uh, no, that's all <laughs> I'm going to need to talk about today. Tell me the calendar. Some more. So. I'm Rachel Jankovic. (laughs) I'm Becca Merkel. And we're back to talk. We're here here in the week of the dinner party. Yeah, this is the dinner party power week. Although I've crested Rachel is on the other side of her dinner party. I have yet to achieve mine. Becca's is a dinner party yet to come. Mine is tomorrow. I'm going to say a word about this. How many people are coming to yours? Mine is, I think I said last week like 45. I was totally not telling the truth. I don't know why I thought 45. It's like 25. It's much more reasonable. It is reasonable. But I have to say that in feeding large groups, there's like up to like 30 or 35. It's kind of like what you, you're kind of just making more of what you normally mm-hmm. make. You're like, I can make yeah. it to 35. It's like it's a recipe times seven. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. you And this is actually one of the things I love about the app, Paprika. When, I don't do this all the time, but you can use, if you save recipes, like, so it's great because I use it on my, I have it on my computer and on my phone, but you can print out recipes from it and stuff. So you can save a recipe from online somewhere in your paprika app, but you, when you save the recipe, you can edit it, Yeah. but you can also scale it. So see, okay. I can take out sections of directions that I thought were superfluous, like yeah. things that were like, um. Like I have a biscotti recipe that I don't know what they're smoking when they tell you to drop the dough by teaspoonfuls in a biscotti. It's biscotti and it tells you when you've made the dough to drop it by teaspoons on (laughs) and I'm like who thinks that that's a good idea like biscotti chips no 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 it's in a row and then pat it into a log and I'm like if we're going for a log you're not going to find me dirtying a teaspoon like I can make a log with my bare hands pretty easily with my play-doh I'm like watch me go with not using a teaspoon I don't know what happened there but anyways when you take when you take that recipe you can just delete big sections of things and change but it. okay but and I, then you can scale it but like i don't like eight that times i don't like that though because here's the thing why don't you like that because I for like instance that. it's one of my favorite this features is where i this is where i go wrong on that is that oftentimes you don't need eight times the sauce or eight times the marinade you really only need, like, four times the marinade with the, that amount of meat or, or whatever. For instance, or, my Texas sheet cake is double the cake and one and a half the frosting is right. what makes and the Right, and I suppose right... you could get in there and edit oh, that. No, it's, it's just... not that. My point is not. That's, you don't, the thing that makes this app so great is it retains the link to the original recipe. Yeah. So you just can edit things and change your, like, if I add something or if I change, I tweak it, it's not like I want to go, i, I someday maybe I'll write out my own recipes for something. but oh, look, I, you have a Bowdoin package arriving. Well, that doesn't happen every day. That's exciting. No, but here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. So the Santa Maria tri-tip that you made last night, for instance, when I do that, you do have to multiply the meat by a bazillion, and you have to multiply the rub, but you don't actually have to multiply the little brushing marinade. You really just, I mean, because you never go through, it's not like you need four cups of that yeah, but by the that... time you're done. I will tell you, when I made that last night, I had a mason jar of the dry rub that I made. Yeah. And then shook it up. Yeah. And then I had a mason jar. And what I did there was not even consult the recipe, but pour in half oil and half red wine vinegar to the volume that I thought I needed. Yeah, exactly. Which was not very much. But I'm just saying that oftentimes recipes are like, but here's the thing. Can I just take a moment to say that Santa Maria tri-tip? Is really the best good. of the West. I feel like we should put a. I'll put the recipe recipe up for a mason jar full of the spice rub because I actually use it on chicken breasts. I don't spice rub it. I use it as a seasoning salt, yeah, like where you good. just. It's really it good. So it's a little good. bit hot. It's it's good. Peppery. There's a lot yeah. of peppers in it. I I came up with that recipe like years ago after I had this incredible tri tip at a farmer's market. Yeah, he was good. And I was trying to duplicate it and rummaged around and found something somewhere and ended up tweaking it and oh man it just became the standby i love it very good and then i think you should talk about what you served last night your menu for your dinner party you had 50 at yours yeah i felt like we passed the we passed the um you know what happened to me also last night is that many of the things that we did did not really have a name people are like, what's this? You're like, hmm, It's a little thing I did. It's a little surprise from Pardon. Yeah, my phone is ringing. It's ringing. <laughs> so, so the um, okay, let's see. The appetizers that we had, I realized after we were there I was like, this is a lot of bread. We used the sourdough bread that I
1: make. Yeah.
0: Sourdough country bread. Um, but we had so the appetizers were, we had baguette, like bruschetta you know, thin toasty slice with lentil tapenade. This is lentils are, are a thing here because mm-hmm. they are local, locally grown lentils. Although I didn't grow up eating them that much, but I love them now. I eat a lot of lentils. Yeah, they were they were beluga lentils, like the black lentils that mm-hmm. are really pretty when mm-hmm. you cook them. So yeah. and then it, it's with Kalamata olives. This is a recipe that I made up from. Sometime I had some, mm-hmm. something, yeah. So I made it. So what it is is. In the food processor, I blend the Kalamata olives with their, their pitted, Kalamata olives. Um, <laughs> with Add some the, texture yeah, to the bruschetta. I should get that in there. And then with some like lemon zest and garlic, and that's pretty much it. Because the olives are so salty that you don't mm-hmm. really need. And then we, I just fold it into the cooked black lentils with some thyme, fresh thyme, and some capers. And it's just like a really feta? pretty. Do you put feta in it? I've done it with feta, like folded in there. It's good. No, no feta in Oh, because you put. We put a cheddar, a like white cheddar, a sharp white cheddar on top of it. So like a baguette with the lentils and then some, some of that. Then we did a watermelon cube cube with a, i whipped marscapone with a little bit of goat cheese like a little bit like mm-hmm. probably four ounces to like mm-hmm. two pounds of it was not very much and then yeah. salt and pepper and the marscapone so it was like it was really creamy and light and then basil on top of that and then we did that in a balsamic thing balsamic balsamic puddle yeah yeah it was like a thick balsamic so it yeah works and then um and then mom made that homemade ricotta, which we really love the Ina oh, Garden that's one. Amazing. Making homemade ricotta is actually shockingly easy. It's like you just you just cook some whole milk with a little bit of white wine vinegar and then strain it. Salt it has, like garlic. Salt and, and then you no, but that's like the herbs. Then you put a bunch of fresh herbs in it. But having that with the bread is really yummy. And then we had the main course was a Santa Maria tri tip, and then we had a couple salads, like a um, a green salad, and then mom made that that dill potato salad that and then we had like a tomato cucumber avocado yeah, salad and good. then dessert was a chocolate blackout cake which i find that people always choose the chocolate over the, the but mm-hmm. i think it worked out fairly evenly last night anyways we had chocolate cake and then a summer citrus cake with champagne peaches raspberry champagne peaches and whipped yeah. cream yeah. So Can I just take a options. moment? Now we've recommended too many recipes, but the champagne peaches, that I, that comes from my uh, that cookbook. That this the, the origin story of that was a canning recipe. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible though. Like I've I've served it just straight up for dessert. So like if a you wine glass with you, champagne like peaches, Like if you poach so the good. peaches and get the skin off, and then you poach it, blanch in, it. You mean not poach it, right? Where you isn't that what it's called when you when you're peeling them? Where you cut the you little cross it, in the bottom then and you, you dunk po- them and put them in cold That's water. That's blanching, but then you poach it in champagne and raspberries, and yeah. so they turn bright pink. And then you serve and it sugar. There's sugar, sugar in there, but you serve it with just the sauce, the like pink sauce, and the and like half a peach with mm-hmm. some vanilla ice cream on top and uh, like some toasted, toasted almonds. almonds. Yeah, incredible! And the good thing is you can make that in advance and put it in and, your, in your the fridge, fridge, and then you just pull it out and make something really gorgeous. And with you, it you put it, it in a little like glass like mine, parfait I dish think, or something uh, it's beautiful thin. mine were sliced more to get through mm. all of the because they were just on the plate with the cake so they weren't oh. it wasn't like a i've done just but, half a peach in a little footed glass bowl with yeah. the sauce and ice cream and almonds so and it's good. like pretty. have you have you did you have that cake last night did you have the chocolate? the chocolate you chose the chocolate I Did hmm. it was good uh anyways that was rachel's menu anyways no, I made it past that. Wait. Is because it's not done yet. I'm not done, done, yet. done. But I, what I was going to say earlier is I feel like somewhere in the 40s, you reach the level of cooking for people that becomes more about strategy. Yeah. Like, it's it's suddenly like, well, yeah, you don't have a pan that will fit all of that. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to... This is where Rachel gets into buying industrial rice cookers. I do. I own the rice cooker that... 60 cups. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I love that thing. I want one. I, you, you do, you do. Everyone wants one because it's the thing to have. And when we did the parish soup and bread stuff or whatever, I would make the soup, but switch it all to the rice cooker later in the day and put it on the buffet on like warm, you know, cause it, mm-hmm. cause it will do the, it's like a, it's, it's humongous and it's awesome. Well, it's also just handy. Sometimes you just, but the thing I'm really wishing that the world would make, why is there no like four gallon covered dish that you could put in the oven I'm assuming four gallon covered dish what I'm saying four gallons just to emphasize I'm looking for something large <laughs> but why is there no like rectangular like a large rectangular oven safe thing I mean, my guess is that because none of us could carry it full of something no, oven that like is a... that the idea of trying to stagger around with something with that much mm-hmm. like something mm-hmm. in it would not yeah. So they they'd probably just don't yeah if you can't not. handle it as a single person you shouldn't <laughs> well even my biggest cast iron pan I can't pick it up and dump it into something well, if it's by hot, myself. My word, no, yeah, because yeah. you have to two-hand it, and then you can't spatula it out. No, and so if it's you hot, have you have your you have to hold it with mitts, a pot holder anyway, yeah. so it's awkward. So I always have to call in assistance on that, but I love that pan so much. Although the seasoning got ruined, I have to try again on the seasoning. But My- I had it seasoned to perfection, and totally accidentally, it just happened, and then it got ruined. Was it the Lake Crusade one or like no? A it was lodge just like a lodge, like a big black um, iron. I love I- it. I have... I should get one like that. I have the huge Lake Crusade, which I have no regrets about that. No, they're that amazing. Love it those. There was a wedding gift that we felt like shot the moon when we saw it. Like, it's just this enormous Dutch oven. Yeah. And I loved it dearly, but I was like when will we need I mean you put a whole chicken in that thing and it, and it looks like a Cornish game in the bottom <laughs> so but now I'm like I need another one of these oh, yeah. this is not enough I have the size down from there and I always covet your great big one yeah mine's getting looking a little used and abused because we love it so much so okay I need to we need to talk about something first I, I actually well there's all kinds of things last week we kind of left off on a trail of talking about raising daughters Oh, yeah. And then I got a question about this, and then I felt like I needed to clarify that I don't feel like... I'm not trying to make my daughters, like, you have to wear this much makeup or you have to be... I'm fine with them pursuing their own... You know, like, if they don't care for wearing makeup, I'm not committed to them being makeup wearers for life or something. My concern is more there's so many... um, We've met... Since we have colleges here, I've met so many college girls who say things like my mom just never taught me like I don't know how to do this yeah. and they're like bummed out about it now like I don't know why my mom never taught me how to cook how to how or to do wear makeup how to do like I don't know how to shop for myself or my mom and I wanted to say that for a long time I assumed that that was moms just seriously dropping the ball but once I have people sort of in this age group I am seeing I still think it's moms dropping the ball but I also so you can think see why, I you? also think that You bring in someone else saying, I never want to wear makeup. I don't like it. I am not interested. And you could see a mom just being like, oh, okay, you don't ever want to do that. I'm going to take your word for that and just move on. But also, I do think we've met girls who say, I just am not into clothes. I'm just not into makeup. But they are. Are you trying to kill a bug? Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Okay. I don't know if I got it, guys. Thanks. I might come back out to get us. Anyway, um, but they say I don't. Li- I just know I'm just not that kind of person. I don't like it, but it's more of a defense mechanism because yes. they don't know how and they wish they did. And when you pull them aside and show them something, no, they, or they finally get their hair get cut get and style it. it, and then they're like, "Why didn't I do this before?" Yeah, right. And I've been around that that so much from friends to yeah. people. I've I've seen so much of that, which is like being under equipped to make your own decisions because right. you only have if you never learn to wear makeup your only option is not really wearing makeup or saying you don't like makeup or i don't know how to yeah. like it's an intimidating subject or it's right. whatever and i just don't want that from my mm-hmm. i want my girls to be making their decisions with the from freedom of, of having knowledge <laughs> knowledge and freedom like you're yeah. actually free to like i like i think i'm what i'm trying to say is that you can think you're giving your child freedom to choose their own path when what you're really doing is limiting their freedom yeah. to choose. Like, yeah. you're basically saying, if you never learn how to do these things, then... But, okay, so here's the thing. I feel like there's also a whole generation of moms... Who are in that position themselves? Because yes. they are the ones that never learned how. Yes. So or, then, so yeah. what do you what What's your recommend there? Where it's like trying to pass well, on something you didn't have. So, I so ha- what, a comment that we get a lot, I feel, is like, "Cause our mom does so much with Sabbath dinner and so much mm-hmm. of the wonderful, um, so many of the things that we love so much about our fa- our broader family culture, things that we're so thankful to be able to give our children." is not things that we are personally executing. Mom is doing a lot of that. Like, yep. so there's this generational gift that is yeah. like, yeah, you have a grand, you have grandparents here who value this. And, um, you know, there's, and there's and aunts and uncles on both sides of the family, you know, mm-hmm. people, we have a lot of, a lot of gifts that way. Uh And so so a lot of the time we'll get people say, well, you say that's important, but I don't have... It's like, but you just have this blessing. But you just have people doing it for you. But but the reality is that we just have the blessing of seeing how awesome it was that our mom did something that she wasn't given. Like, she was the first. I mean, she did turn... Like, she was the first. She didn't raise us with a mom here doing all of this. Or, you know, like... Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to minimize the gifts that she was given either. It's not that. It's just that women are you're not all babies we're not like we have to start somebody has to be the somebody first. has to be no but somebody has to be the person who desires to give yeah and and thankfully I think I always think of it as being like those towers of champagne glasses where you start pouring in the top and it overflows yeah. and it by the end it's overflowing into a huge load yeah. of champagne and that is something that I always think of because I think somebody starts that somebody's like i'll be the top glass what i'll do is i'll just start overflowing into what's right below me and then pretty soon it's going to be so i would just say like we do live in a kind of embarrassment of riches it's so much yeah it's not like you can't find out if you're the person who's your mom didn't do this for you there are resources abounding uh, to find out much so it's like even if it's just Take your daughter's down to the department store and talk to the lady behind and the makeup and say, "Help counter. me out! Yeah, like I need help with this." And we're right. gonna we're gonna see what this is. Or Call a friend who sells Mary Kay or and say, ask someone hey, whose hair always looks good to yeah. say, "Could you give me any advice about this yeah. situation?" Take your daughter to the hair salon and talk to the people. And you don't. There's no reason to say like the reason I look like this is because I love my frizzy hair. I love. <laughs> Like or I just, my, my I've just decided, I've just decided to embrace my monster frizz for life, or something. Like you don't have to pretend that that's what you like. You know? like there's no obligation. But it's like, how many tutorials are out there on the internet? Yeah, you know, so well, many. so expanding this from personal looks into other things you want your daughters to learn, I there's a lot, and this is this reminds me of. So, on Instagram, I have posted a picture of My oldest daughter, Lena, is um really good little knitter. She's been knitting for a long time, but so now she's knitting at a level that is mm-hmm. not looking like a child's knitting. yeah <laughs> I also have people knitting at a child's level in my yeah. house. Most of the times I clean up i end up with a pile of odds and ends of yarn and needles mm-hmm. and whose is this yeah whose is this amazing? thing that's happening anyways um so i should say something about that but i'll, I'll come back to it is knitting herself a sweater and she is and it's beautiful it's looking really great it's like got a cable down the front and it fits her like she's been trying it on you know it's a mm-hmm. top down sweater so she's been trying it on and she's making it and making sure it fits her the way she wants it to and she's just doing great at it and uh, Anyways, I commented when I put a picture of it on Instagram that my my first sweater, I was much older than twelve, and it looked much worse than this. <laughs> uh-huh. And I, then I, somebody commented back. Somebody who listens to the podcast, uh, commented back that their theirs was also that it was like an alpaca sweater that <laughs> it'd be so hot, it'd be like the sweatiest thing in all <laughs> the land. So yes, that. But then it reminded me of my first sweater. So, as I was dabbling in knitting, when I was reading, you know, like I found a book or something with a pattern. You know, this this is amazing to say how old we are. Pre-internet. Yeah. I mean, the internet was just not the place you looked for knitting patterns. Right. And uh, there was like, so mom bought me a, I had just started to be like stunned by the idea of like, how you could shape a sleeve or something like where I was like oh man you could make different shapes with knitting it was when I knit myself a, that scarf a cabled scarf and I innovated a slit in it because I was like wait I could tuck that oh yeah and I was like blown away by my own engineering <laughs> to make this like slit and then afterwards it looked like a very I never wore it because it looked like it was like a weird nursing scarf or something (laughs) (laughs) because the cables pulled the slit open so it was it was definitely not what I wanted but it was a good learning experience but so then mom bought me this vogue quick and easy knits book and there was a sweater in there that I was like yes I'll make that. Well, this sweater is was bulky, so this was the era of the really chunky sweaters being a thing. For, mm-hmm. That was a short-lived moment, but it, it was at that moment. And uh, this, so this sweater called for bulky yarn, which is large-scale yarn, not like mm-hmm. doubled. Oh man! So you knit the sweater with two strands of bulky. I bet it was slimming and a <laughs> It was. <laughs> really, really bright red. <laughs> and <it was laughs> and I use this, like, Lamb's Pride that's, like, almost like it's a single twist, so it's almost just like a tube of roving, you know? It's like, it's like those Afghans that are really in style right now that are, like, yeah. knit way too huge. It was a sweater basically like that. And I knit this whole thing up, and I put it on, and, oh, my word, so incredibly overheating. And it had this collar that, like, it was, like it wasn't even really open at the neck. It had like a split collar and I learned a lot in this, but I knit that thing and I wore it maybe half a time. I wore it. <laughs> I wore it for part of something yeah. like, and then I was like, I right. can't take this anymore. Well, that thing lurked for a long time in my house. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what do I do with this terrible piece of business? And then I, I think I decided I was like, Oh, I should just felt it. Cause it's so much wool. I should just felt it and <laughs> make a, and make a, um, like a bag or something out of the body of it. So I washed that thing hot. And it and it, came. <laughs> it comes out of the washing machine. Looking for all the world like a fire hydrant. It's like it was so much wool in that. in It was so much wool in that sweater. That when it felt it. It just felt it into like a solid tube. <laughs> with these little arms sticking out side like it was too thick and unmanageable for even like a bag like it was like an unusable piece of wool and I remember Sculptial. it like and then it would like not dry it would not be dried because it was so so thick and I remember throwing it away on it and it just sort of lay like as a solid little piece of wool <laughs> like a little just sort of the way it looked you this <laughs> Wish that I had taken photos of this event because it was so yeah. funny. Like, well, it, okay, so one time I don't know what where you were going with this story. I feel like there was a point, but it reminded that me that was it. I said on Instagram I would tell about my oh, first sweater. There we That's go. the whole point was to that tell was you that it, it turned it into a thrown well, away it fire reminds hydrant. Me of the time that I felt like it would be fun to try to sew Ben a <laughs> <laughs> a <spark> coat <laughs> And because I was like, why not? Well, Who I was kind a of sport like, coat you I just have me to try? It was like, and I feel like it might have been corduroy. I think it was corduroy. Maybe it was tweedy something, but yeah. I think it was corduroy. And so I had this ridiculously complicated pattern because that's not a that's no. not a small event. No, and. It was so much like tailoring and getting it to fit him and the lining and the pockets and the flaps and the this and the that. And and there's like those pieces of what is it called? There's pieces of felt underneath yeah, lapels. no, but that, that stuff that, like, helps it keep its shape oh, yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah. those pieces of yeah. things just yeah. sort yeah. of it was just here and there, of, yeah. There was a lot of things going mm-hmm. on in that, and I, it was kind of more the challenge of the whole event, and I think I put elbow patches on the sleeves. Yeah, why, because yeah. why because would you why not? why would you not? It was going to be, like, let's At this let's point, do let's it. make sure we do it all. And the lining, and of course the sleeves are not just tube sleeves, they are they Are tailored with a bend, in, yeah, because it's a, a thick fabric, you have to be able to bend your arms, right? So the elbow, it's it's like it's kind of jointed, it's almost. like a boomerang, yes, it's got yeah. a, it's got a curve there going, right? So this had been quite the thing, and <laughs> I was doing an actually kind of a good job on it, like I was really being meticulous, and and uh, right at the end, <laughs> I, I put in the sleeves, there's so much hoo-ha, going into putting in the sleeves and the lining and the whole big thing. And that, you know, and think about the vents at the cuffs with the yeah. buttons. It's, you can't you know, stop anywhere. There's, there's so much There's a lot of do. stuff on a sport coat if you ever stop and look at it. And, uh, got worth, that worth thing buying, in. you got might in, Yeah, Almost as if almost you should get a professional. Almost as if you should just buy it. <laughs> but I, um, had, had been Try it on. Ha <laughs> <laughs> And I put the I put the sleeves in the wrong side, so they the, <laughs> so the the right was on the left and the left was on the right, so, so they so the bend backwards. backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually kind of like one of those moves that toddlers do, where they bend over and throw their arms up behind them and run. It was usually like, when they're having a bad attitude like the elbow just went like so of course when he's standing there there's like a weird puff <laughs> on the on the inside like of it. the elbow like a a la stirrup pants <laughs> and the baggy knees <laughs> Taking and some I inspiration. Was like, That's all. It just you're went like, in the garbage mm. then and there. But like, I've decided now, is I quit, after like clipping the no. armholes Yeah, you're like it's too late now. And the lining it's is too late. in, and you're added the reinforcements around here. And, and there. there's elbow patches. And there's your- all <laughs> <laughs> yes oh but, boy like how many steam stressing lessons did you learn like the first one a is lot. don't sew sport coats nope i've never tried <laughs> since because the thing is is i had sewn a ton of clothes but they were all like female clothes and because yeah. there's kind of nothing sadder than boys having to wear something their mom sewed for them when they're when they hit it not a baby's but when they hit a certain age just don't sew your son's pants you know it's not kind of like, like mm. it'd be better to just start buying them at the hardware and so store i was just curious like could you sew something for a man you and can, have it work? I'm sure but i think it might have yeah. to become your life but calling i discovered that no you shouldn't sew for a man or or maybe not as a hobbyist
1: no or as no. a
0: professional maybe maybe if you're a tailor you can yeah. sew for a man maybe well, oh my that word. is really funny that is, hilarious. So, okay, so you told about your sweater and what are we talking about? I thought we were going to, we, well, I got distracted because we were talking about daughters. The thing that I wanted to come back to was this is not just daughters with everyone. I'm a big believer in having, I know Marie Kondo has spoken to us all. We can, <laughs> we all have read it. We have all read it and we have all believed that it would be a good idea to throw away whatever doesn't give me joy. Kay. But when you live in a household with a lot of other people, you have to take into account <laughs> what might give them joy. <laughs> Surprisingly, we do not have the same list of things that no. gives us joy. No. Some people in my house have a lot of joy about the R2-D2 bop it. <laughs> I may not. My heart may not sing when I no. see that, but no. I, I pick it up in my hand and I feel nothing. Mm. feel no, no joy. But but Maybe spite. You feel yeah, a little, when you pick well, it up. But one of the things that I really think is great, and I'm not an extremist about this, so I'm trying to balance this out, is, like, I have a lot of stuff. So when my girls think that I want them to learn, I have a lot of cookbooks. I have a lot of uh, knitting books and sewing books and needleworking books. You know, like, I just have a lot of resources and yeah, that is stuff that we have mm-hmm. to keep in our house. But when they are like have some downtime, and I see my kids just reading, reading up something on how you might do something or how you know, they're like absorbing so much, like information about what is possible in the world. What like even if they don't yeah. like what they're seeing, they're always like, "Oh, I'm discovering that." Well, there's I'm so much out because there. We're doing so much. Um, renovating right now on our house and we're in this like last final gutted out end of summer i'm refinishing the floors the oak floors and um i would say we're doing it it's just that it's the end of summer and ben is so crazy yeah. busy at yeah. the office that it actually has ended up i am actually refinishing the floors so it's really fun though because my girls are well just various kids are helping with different parts whoever's yeah. home and available yeah. and yeah stuff and they are learning so much about like here run the power sander thing the big floor sander for a minute yeah you do this and then you know i had one side helping on the staining it and the mm-hmm. poly- and and one of my girls did say like yeah it's just it's kind of fun to learn how to do all this yes stuff, you know like, so it's like loop them in loop like, them in but also don't like I think don't try to entertain your kids all the time because I, it's a combination. Because if you have nothing in your home for them to do, if it's almost like a a sterile environment. You know what I mean? Like, we, uh-huh. it's our home is styled down to the... You yeah. know, like, we've made every space beautiful and empty of clutter and nothing is here. And then you... If you don't, then provide them with activities and entertainment. What would they do? Right. Like if they're if you basically eliminated it all, then you need to get them out of the house or go somewhere else. But this, you know, this is the end of summer, so we've spent a lot of time at home, and I love that there is not there's not a shortage of like you have to be being boring to be bored. But like, here's if, the thing: I one of my favorite verses in the world is. The stall is clean where there is no ox but much increase cometh by the strength of an ox <laughs> and so it's like your house really should was be, be, the crib is the, the yeah stall is clean it depends on, crib on what translation no doubt but the thing is like it's the one that I know have apparently this is a life verse for both, both of us <laughs> is where no oxen are the crib is clean but by the but much increases is by the strength of the ox yeah. it's like yeah. If we weren't plowing all the fields, we right. wouldn't have the ox right. here making the, the mess. And the thing is, is like your home, There, there is a fine line because like, of course, the thing I'm like, our house is blitzed out of its brains. All my furniture is on the porch right now because I'm refinishing the floors. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is not funny. There's sawdust puffing out every seam. <laughs> There's sawdust puffing out my seams also. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like there's a, there's a fine line because of course the thing I'm aiming for is to get the house to the place where it is, you know, like, yes. Okay. I have a floor I can mop now. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. But I think that sometimes we can get to that thing where it's like, okay, now I've got it. It's clean. It's perfect. Now Mm -hmm. I'm just going to let it stay just like this. Yes. Never, Never ever more be, but it's like, but it's, there's no productivity anymore because you're, like, a parked car. Right? Yeah, you're like, and now we've arrived. It's something that I'm willing to take a photo of, and it's on a pedestal yeah. in some uh-huh. way, but we can't use it. And I think I'm not... I am no advocate of mess, but what I'm saying is there's a ton of things in my house that my children have not mined the value out of yet. Right. Like, they are, they are... There's a lot of yarn I don't like that is behind Mm -hmm. the door for them to access whenever they want it. There is all of this stuff. And I I so love that they are learning things on their own. And Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm telling them, you have to go do this. We also have a lot of art books, how to watercolor, how to do, you know, like. Mm -hmm. And I love just seeing them reading. My kids all occasionally read cookbooks. Like, they just are flipping through it. And then they, it's like, I. Okay, my kids did the coolest thing like a week or two ago, I was, well, I've been doing major, major construction work right. at home, which incidentally I'm not really cut out for, but I've been doing it, you know, it's like, yeah. what, oh my word, you're like tired and achy and, yeah. whoa, and I feel like I haven't gone to the grocery store in, I don't know, four Six or five months. years. <laughs> anyway, it's like, who knows what's in the kitchen right yeah. now because I, you know, and I... It's like doing the emergency. Yes, run to the store. Let's grab a, sure, a yeah. gallon of milk. Let's yeah. um, But I am not on my menu plan yeah. to a great degree right now. And the kids were like, what's for lunch? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm not even sure. So they yeah. went in there and they had a rummage. And they, three of them who were home. And they whipped up some breadsticks that they made <laughs> from scratch. I think... I think hero just <coughs> invented the recipe right up made some breadsticks she had made some herb salts from the garden yeah put herb salts on top they found like an old jar of pizza sauce which they doctored up into a dipping mm. mechanism fancy, th- fancy they that. found some avocados which they made Ooh, into that a, was a surprising another, ingredient like another guac dipping sauce uh-huh. they found two frozen hamburger patties <laughs> in the freezer <laughs> which they pulled out, and they made some of the dough for the breadsticks into little hamburger buns, and they took the meat and made it into little sliders. And then Judah got in there to the fridge and pulled out all kinds of sauces and made this dipping sauce that was, like, kind of super hot and spicy, like a chili, almost like a sweet leaning, and sour sauce. leaning heav- heavily on the sriracha. And yeah, no, there was, like, sriracha and, like, chili yeah. paste and uh-huh. all sorts of stuff in there. And so, the, and then they sat down, and it was the coolest thing because Hero had the breadsticks, and she went out and she cut some like thyme and lavender out of the garden, <laughs> threw that on the plate, and and then they and sat like, down, and it was like three thirty in the afternoon at this point, <laughs> and they're like, "Look at this," and I came down, and it was like. Dag on. I that is look really it. looks look pretty at good. You and guys. I think Hero like actually pulled out some garbanzo beans and toasted them up with yes. some salsa. Oh, I love it. It was great. I, I was like that. I ate some and I was like Wow! Why haven't I put you in charge I was of this? Like, this is what we pulled out when there were no ingredients to be had. I in love the house. it. I know I love it, and I think that it is such an like. I th- I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like nine people is a lot of people. Yes. And it then is. if you say, what do you think a house that was full of nine <laughs> creative like? Okay, I'm not calling us this. I'm saying what I'm, you would I'm like saying it what it I would want creative busy like oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the bug that oh she did not kill and I like <laughs> <it> just radically <laughs> gross I like could just overreact I don't know, know tons that it's, of dead. it's dead I got it that time that yeah. was your scream not my scream no you you did it a crazy shake panic and I was like what <laughs> happened Oh, sorry about that. The internet. bug, it so, came uh, so anyways, my point is, what do you think a, a <laughs> house full of nine industrious, interesting, creative people should be like? Because let me tell you, it's not, it is not the place where everything is streamlined and simple. Because you have no. nine people operating on their own... You know, like, oh, here's something I'm working on. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, that's something I'm trying to do. And I'm doing something with this. And, you know, and it, it, even this morning, one of the first things that Shadrach greeted me with this morning was, Mom, can I color on this shirt? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, Shadrach's my almost five-year-old. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because I need to make, I'm going to try to make this shirt in, to look like Titus's lacrosse shirt. How cute. And it was Titus's undershirt. And I think he said, he's he was planning to hit it up with some Sharpies to make it into something. And I said, you know, not right now, but I think I will let you later because I want to see what you're going to do with that. <laughs> because I'm like, because it might be something I needed to know what yeah, was going to happen with that. I would let him go and see what he comes up yeah, with. Yeah, I just didn't want him to get, Moses was out on the prowl, so the Sharpies was not <laughs> what I wanted out. Because Moses oh. plays with a Sharpie about two or three times a day as it is. (laughs) So he often comes in with a cat popped off Sharpie. That's distressing. Yeah. So anyways, the point, the point is, is that I think what, what is this false vision that I would have of like, Oh, we're all going to be, it's going to be super orderly. Like no, everyone's bed will be made and definitely, and definitely no one will have a huge layout of some, This is what keeps happening to me. It's all people. Chloe's like more into fashion-y things. Okay. So she is in a constant state of cutting out pictures and taping them together and snipping and whipping paper and things. (laughs) So like she's, she loves nothing more than cutting all the pictures of people's outfits out of like a Bowdoin catalog and taping them onto some paper dolls and stuff. Whatever. That's what will be all over her bed Do you know what I mean? Like she'll Mm -hmm. go up somewhere for some privacy and do that. Well, that is not this. It's like I have to do the work of saying, okay, come clean this up and put this somewhere if you want this. And it's just not the same thing as like a sleek home. But the end result is more what I actually want. I think that we've, I've met so many adults who are not very interesting or doing much that it's like, well... I think that this is the path to what we want. It is not a quiet moment. I think that this actually segues into the tip portion, which we need to hit right now. Oh, yeah, because we're going over time so that bug interlude really the bug took up time <laughs> it's dead it's turned up its tail and died it now it was like on one of those my... bad flying beetles like a small yeah flying and it beetle. was it was on my arm and i flicked it off and it kind of went towards rachel and you know uh, no, oh, she, no she whipped her shoe off and started jabbing around at everything we got it we killed him yeah. dead yeah okay. Anyway, tip yeah Here's you have tip. a tip you no do your tip. you have yours you go you tell it oh okay not one of the things that in in line with talking about my everyone making the messes all over the place sometimes we have our team meetings i tell my kids to report to the living room i'm like tell everyone it's time to this. report report yeah. to the living room so they summon them up from the yeah. highways and the byways yeah. and everyone reports and they uh-huh. report to the living room and then the meeting could be about anything that's just what we do yeah. when we say everybody come to yeah. the living room. But, but then I have many times had this discussion with them. Like, I'm like, show me your hands. And we everybody puts their hands out and I say, how many hands are there here right now? was like i have told them this is this is our i said you have to use your hands for good and not just for evil so i'm like (laughs) if if you if you are making messes with one hand i'm fine with that so long Uh as you are cleaning them up with the other one like we need you to do equal parts of this and but but so because this has been a theme that we have talked about like how many things are you touching and moving or leaving or whatever like think Uh in terms of using your hands Right. the other direction too so one of the things that I do all the time now is I'll say take five because we say if everyone if all of the people pick up and put away five things then that's like a lot of things it's 35 items have gone back to yeah. where they need to go we do take fives take tens take twenties even <laughs> we have done tallies on and but I love seeing the kids running by with like four and then they're like oh I got something else five okay and then they you know they end up and it's just a good quick method for like and I I sometimes I'll do it say we do it and like if the playroom was a big mess I'm like I'll take a picture of it and I'll be like Here's a picture. Everybody do a take 10, and then we'll take another picture and just see how much difference this makes so right. quickly if right. we're all doing part of it. So eight. you say take five, and everybody knows what that means. Yes, yeah, so sometimes it'll just be like, hey, peeps, take five. And so everybody gets up and picks up five things and puts them see, away. See, we have a sort of comparable thing, but it's the white tornado. So <laughs> We also do the white tornado. <laughs> that, But for but it to like be a to tornado, five. it can't stop. No, it you has have to, to continue just on. But the white tornado is, we're starting here at the front door, and we're blasting our way through to the back. Mm-hmm. And I need everybody blasting at the same time. Sometimes I do, I do when it's a cleanup like that, I'll, I, do, I do all different things with the kids. Because sometimes you might discipline someone who is not working. Right. But sometimes I'll just say, if I see you not working, or if I see you, say, dancing with the broom instead of sweeping with the broom or mm-hmm. if i see you doing whatever sometimes with the kids i would do something some like i would put cheese it's out on a plate and put a big pile of mustard on them with like a chocolate chip on it or something what? and i was like yeah something hideous we would brew up some kind of a hideous one bite snack and then, <laughs> and then i would say we are going to clean for 15 minutes and if I see you not working, you have to eat a cheese it. <laughs> but this is the this is the thing that they think is so funny that like, everybody was like, they they are so cracked up by the whole situation. Well, but, and, okay, I think that that actually is a really big part of it, is having it be fun yes. and cheerful because the cleanup time can often be mother being the Gestapo. <laughs> Well, and getting increasingly peeved, <laughs> and then until by the end, you're basically you have the mother like ready to be like, "None of you are people I ever want to see again," <laughs> or but because we're is, trying to clean up. But mothers can can take it <clears throat> take it as a personal insult. Yes, well, because it feels like one sometimes. Because it's yeah, like yeah. nobody cares for me. Like nobody. Appreciates have you no me. heart? <laughs> yeah, stress like the only reason you made this mess is to because you this wanted is to malice. hate me this you is malice, this me. is not manslaughter this is, <laughs> this first, is degree. first degree, murder. premeditated and I, I am I, and so to have it be fun, it's like just have it be like Funny, mom's laughing. Everybody yes. thinks it's great. One other thing we've done and when you say be funny, so like so the gross out treats was one <laughs> one technique I have I have used. And uh, or you can cut you can not prepare the treats, but that but that really helped everyone with the incentive. Yeah. And then but one of the other ones I've done is like I would do cleanup superstars. <laughs> My kids are younger than yours. It would be weird with all teenagers. But with the younger kids, we'd get a notebook out. And I would write down things that we had to do or whatever. And then when they would go do it, they would have to run. I was like, you have to hustle. you got to run. When you come back, you'll be a cleanup superstar. So they would all race to get their jobs done. And when they come back and check off the job that they did... I would do this goofy, like, you're a clean-up superstar! And then I would throw a marshmallow to their mouth. Like, (laughs) this this is like... (laughs) We're like, open your mouth and everyone gather around because this person has been crowned a clean-up superstar and I'm going to throw a large marshmallow at their face. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. This is the level that we work on, though. But the thing is, is that if you're getting everybody to help do stuff and working on something, I, I want them... To have those memories be joyful memories, yep. also like memories yep. of we worked together, we did stuff together, but we weren't all fussing with each other when right. we did it. And we you don't want to turn it into we can all be fun together during relaxing times, but nobody can be fun during a work. If we're going to work, because working, we have to be a family that can work together, yeah. or else we cannot possibly live yeah. together. So you're anyway, in the white tornado. Did yeah, you, but look uh, at more well, details look about how many that? minutes we've talked. We need to turn this thing off. We just need to power down. Got to podcast. just call no. I it. had a quote though. We had that oh. quote that Mom found. That, that we, we have to do that next time because next time we have a quote. We have a quote. It's good. Brace yourself <laughs> for the quote. Yeah. Okay. Talk <laughs> to right. you later. Bye. Bye. New Saint Andrews College. Thanks you for listening.